Welcome to the sermon podcast for Grace Episcopal Church in Newton, Massachusetts for January 2nd, 2022. I'm Regina Walton, pastor and rector. The sermon today is based on Psalm 84 and Luke 2, 41 to 52. We had fun at the nine o'clock service talking about this story um, with some of the younger members of the parish and I was asking them to imagine what their parents would say to them if they had stayed behind on a family trip and uh, been missing for three days and how well they thought that conversation would go and they agreed that it would not go very well. I feel like there's a lot of dialogue missing after Jesus sort of back talk there um, that the Bible elides over. I was a weird kid like Jesus. I was always up for more Bible study, more church. Church was always a refuge for me from my youngest years uh, all the way through college and then into adulthood. I relate to the fact that in today's gospel, Jesus ditches his family and makes them spend three days looking for him because he sees the chance to stay behind and talk about the scriptures in the temple and to get all his questions answered by the most learned rabbis. I get that, I get that desire. When I was about 12, the age that Jesus is here, I remember standing in my pastor's office and wishing that I had a theological library just like his. Now I have a theological library better than his. And, and, in, and in addition to that, I have access to Harvard's Theological Library. The psalm appointed for today is my favorite psalm, Psalm 84. How dear to me is your dwelling, O Lord of hosts. My soul has a desire and longing for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh rejoice in the living God. The sparrow has found her a house and the swallow a nest where she may lay her young. By the side of your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, happy are they who dwell in your house. They will always be praising you. Church has always been a refuge for me, except for the last two years. (laughs) We have been doubly displaced at Grace because of the pandemic and also because of what we used to call the Tower Issue, which now, praise God, we can call the Tower Restoration. But still, we've all felt that displacement, physical, spiritual, and I felt it very keenly because it is literally my job. The unceasing decisions, the constant need for adaptation, the lack of ability to plan very far ahead at all, These have worn me down, and I bet they've worn you down, too. I also have some auxiliary places of worship in my life, uh, what Rowan jokingly calls extracurricular church. And these have also been mostly closed for the last two years. The Society of St. John the Evangelist in Cambridge, the brothers there, 
have mostly been closed uh, for the last two years, doing some things online. The convent of the Sisters of St. Anne in Arlington, where I would preside for the nuns once a month, has been closed and, and really shut because the sisters there are, are all quite elderly and need to be very careful. The thing about refuges is that they are always supposed to be there and they are not supposed to change very much. That's why this has been a tough time for many of us, even though we are, uh, what do they say at the end of that Christmas carol? We'll, ha we'll have to muddle through somehow. We've all been muddling through. I also relate to Mary in this gospel. Why have you treated us this way? She says to Jesus when she and Joseph finally find him days after noticing that he was missing from their traveling group. We looked everywhere for you, she says. And Jesus pretty much says, sorry lady, you should have known where I would be. I'm here in my father's house, father with a capital F. At the start of this new year, that honestly doesn't really feel like the start of a new year. It feels like the, a continuation of the last two years. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but Chris told me on Twitter, somebody said something like, I didn't know 2020 was a trilogy, you know? <laughs> it does feel a bit like a trilogy that we're in. Um, but I do feel like in my own prayer, Jesus is saying something like this to me, something like what he said to Mary. Gerard Manley Hopkins has a line from one of his poems, Christ plays in 10,000 places. And this new year, I feel like Jesus is saying to me, Regina, you know I have other hangouts. Go and meet me in one of those 9,999 other places where I am, which is not what I particularly want to hear. But one of the big arcs of wisdom throughout the whole Bible is that it is not the place that is the refuge. It is God. God's self is the refuge. God is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in trouble. That is from the Psalms. God, God's self, is the refuge, not the temple, which was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD, never to be rebuilt again. And the Jewish community had to find a whole new way of being in order to cope with that. And they did. They did cope with that. They are. We are here at the tail end of Christmas, the Feast of the Incarnation. That means that God came to meet us in person. God still comes to meet us in person every day. For Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. That's as kingfishers catch fire. And Christ still comes to meet us in prayer and Christ still comes to meet us in nature, in the natural world, even in a solid week of foggy, foggy, rainy winter like we've had. 
Christ is the true refuge. And part of growing up in God, growing up the way Jesus had to grow up, growing up the way all of us have to grow up and keep growing up, part of growing up in God, part of this long obedience in the same direction that we call the Christian life, is letting every other refuge be stripped away and put aside and displaced to reveal the one true refuge. We're not the first people who've had to learn that. The answer Jesus gives to the question, where have you been, is always, I've been right here this whole time. Where have you been? In God's name, amen.